Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm great. Welcome to We're Off Topic. I am Sarah. And I'm Ashley. I almost said I was Ashley, but I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah. Sarah. <laughs> you are Sarah. I'm, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of We're Off Topic, and We're Off Topic is a podcast for women by women. We talk about things, everything from everyday life to parenthood, friendships, marriage life, you know, whatever, just whatever is bugging us at life the moment. Life in general. Life in general, yeah. We appreciate you joining us today. So um, grab your beverage of choice. Settle in. Get comfy. Thanks for listening. And don't mind all our giggles. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. So ordinarily, Ashley would be joining me, um, but we've had an incredible busy summer with our families and when she was free, I wasn't. And when I was free, she wasn't. And so um, just given all of life's craziness, um, I it's just me today um, because I wanted to share a topic that was um, near and dear to me. And since we weren't able to meet up anytime soon, um, we just wanted to get this out there. But um, this episode, I wouldn't say trigger warning, but just a little bit of warning, it does talk about loss and death um, of that nature. So if this is not a topic that you are ready to listen to or in a place to listen to or just don't want to listen to, um, maybe pause this one for another time. So one of the um, things that we were busy with this summer is, you know, back in April or May, whenever we did our last episode, um, I had mentioned that my dad was doing really well with chemo, um, and he did. He did so good with chemo after his third round of six, so he was halfway through. His tumor was 90% gone, um, and he did great. And then he ended his last treatment was the, the day before the week of Memorial Day. I think it was the week before Memorial Day. And then, so we planned a family trip. We went up in July um, for the 4th of July, me and my husband and my kids, and we drove up. It was so fun. We spent the whole week just outside as much as we could. It was ungodly hot and humid, which is funny because I'm in Texas, and so you would think it's hot and humid here, but oh my gosh, the humidity was just insane. Um, But they didn't have as many mosquitoes, so there there was the major bonus there. Um, But the day that we got there, that Saturday, I had noticed my dad just looked miserable. He looked tired. He looked just not like himself and not like a someone who is recovering from cancer chemo should look if they were, quote, on the road to remission. Um, and I say that because we were all under the impression that he was on the road to remission, which was not actually true. Um, to make a long story short, I finally convinced him and my stepmom to go to the doctor to get checked out um, that week while we were there. And that is when we learned that his cancer was not only back, but it did not look good. It looked like it was back pretty intensely and aggressively. And so the next week after we'd already come home um, is when he did some more testing and he found out that it was in fact back. It was much more aggressive than it was the first time and it had spread this time to his back. And so we put a lot of things in motion to try to get him, you know, all the different appointments and just testing and just all the different things that we could do to figure out what was going to happen or what we could do. Um, but the first Sunday of August, I forget what day it was, um, we decided that I would fly up to give my stepmom a break. My dad was back in the hospital for the second time in just a few days. And I flew up, um, literally bought a ticket, packed my bags, and flew up. I bought a one-way ticket, not knowing how long I would be there. 
and just to give her a break from the back and forth and just give her a moment to breathe. And if you're a mom, you understand exactly what that means of just being able to shut off your ear, shut off your brain and just like melt into the floor, melt into the bed, melt into a chair and just know that someone else has a hand on things and will call you if there's an emergency. It's just literally trusting someone with someone's life. Um, and you know, I was thankful. Uh, my dad was in the hospital all week that I was there. I was there six days. Um, I was able to spend the night with him several times and which was great because our nurses and doctors are overworked and they have far more patients than they can really give a lot of love to compared to in the past. Um, so I was able to help with the simple things, getting him more ice or helping him, you know, to the restroom, like to the restroom, not to go to the restroom, but to literally get to the restroom. He could do his business. Um, you know, if he wanted to sit up or lay down or couldn't find the remote, like I could do all those things for him that a nurse would have been called to do, or he would have just gone without. Um, and that way it just, it just helped. And, and plus it made him feel much more supported having someone there. Um, and my stepmom didn't have to stay there because the dogs were at home, you know, the whole thing. Anyway, um, long story short, things progressed very quickly on like a Wednesday night and he opted um, for pain medication, which um, ultimately when you, when you get the morphine, you, you all know that it causes death to come a little bit more quickly. Um, usually when someone gets to that point, it's end of life comfort. Um, even if he wasn't in on hospice cause he wasn't out of the hospital, but it was basically to that point um, and he passed away in the hospital on Thursday, August 11th. And um, I was not prepared for it. Are you ever? Um, you know, my my brothers were there. My stepmom was there. You know, he was surrounded by the people closest to him. He was able to make calls to, you know, his brothers and um, some other family members and be able to tell them goodbye um, because we knew that this was the end. And so that was really beautiful. Um, but the point of all this is I, um, I was there six days and my poor kids just had no idea what to think because it was my first time away from them for so long. And so my mom guilt of going up there was just absolutely crazy because I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I, you know, at some point need to go back to work, like all these things rushing through my head. But the next week that I came back, I took bereavement because we weren't going to do a funeral. And I'm so thankful for my manager. I'm so thankful for my team and my job because I didn't have to worry about work. And I realized that that's not the same situation for a lot of people. Um, and so that next week, unfortunately, my daughter was out of school. We had already, I say unfortunately, we had already pulled her out of preschool because she was going to be starting kindergarten in a few weeks. And so um, while I would have loved to have had that week alone so I could just ugly cry when I wanted to, she was home with me, um, which was great because I got to have like my kid around and I got to tell her, you know, Opa died and that I was sad and that I needed to cry sometimes and, you know, all the things that, you know, she needs to be exposed to, to an extent. Um, it took me a couple of weeks to get back into a rhythm, but what I've allowed myself to do is literally cry anytime I need to. And when I feel like that buildup of sadness in my heart or in my chest or in my stomach or I can just tell that I need to have a cry, but I'm not really sad. I don't know how to explain it. Um, there's a song. I already, already forgot what it was called. 
but it's um, Dancing in the Sky by Danny and Lizzie, maybe? I think that's what it is. But it's Dancing in the Sky. And every time I hear that song, I kind of scream, cry it, and I feel like I'm talking to my dad. And I just allow myself to have those ugly sobs, <laughs> you know, the, the deep, ugly sobs. That, weirdly enough, I felt the most comfortable doing it in my car, which is all windows. And I don't necessarily mean driving. I just mean, like, I would be parked wherever I was going, if I was going to go into Target, I would, you know, or I just got out of Target, I turn it on in my car, and before I started driving, just sob, so I'm sure I looked like an absolute crazy person to people in my area, but, you know, don't care, but, um, you know, it's been, oh, wow, today is the 11th, it has been two months today that my dad passed away, and I, um, for the most part, can talk about it again, but the point was, I let myself cry. When my mom died six years ago, I didn't let myself cry. I was six months pregnant. Everyone was watching me, or at least I was paranoid about it and thought everybody was watching me. And then once my daughter was born, I had postpartum depression for one reason or another. Was it my mom's death? Was it my unmanaged anxiety? Was it just normal postpartum depression? I mean, it could have been, you know, a ton of different things. But I never really cried for her the way that I have my dad. And so I... I don't know if me grieving him the way that I have, you know, has allowed me to talk about him now. And I still, I still cry. I still have my ugly days. They're just not as frequent. They're not multiple times a day. You know, it might be just a few times a week now. Um, and I have his chime, his wind chime hanging up on my front porch. And so every time I walk past it, you know, to keep him front of mind, I ding the little, there's a disc at the bottom. I hit, I kind of tap it so that it dings. It's a huge big chime so it's the deep tones and it's just so beautiful um because I grieving him has been really tough I I talk to my stepmom quite a bit you know check in with her and we lean on each other a lot because we both are just struggling um with the loss I mean I talk to him every single day if not every day at least every other day it was rare that we went a week um, at least in the last couple of years, it'd be rare if we went more than a week without talking or texting or both or, you know, whatever. We didn't really talk on Facebook because we had different uh, opinions politically. So Facebook was not, we didn't interact much there. And if we did, we probably got into a fight. But um, I, with that, I don't know, I just had his um, memorial two weeks ago on the 1st. We did a celebration of life back in Missouri for him, and it was wonderful. It was at a winery. It was just beautiful. But ever since we've been back, I have been exhausted, like to the point of I had dinner like kind of simmering on the stove the other day. I didn't really need to watch it. Um, my husband was on his way home with the kids, and so I sat down on the couch just to kind of relax for a few minutes before they got home, and I literally fell asleep the moment I sat down on the couch. Um, you know, at night when I'm putting the kids to bed, I'm asleep before them most of the time and I'm having a hard time waking up in the morning. And so I don't feel depressed by any means. I'm still with a therapist and I highly recommend if you don't have a therapist, get one. Um, when we were told my dad might have six months at best, um, in mid July, I immediately joined a gym and found a new therapist because I knew I was going to need more support than my husband or my friends would be able to do. Because at a certain point, my husband is there for me all day long, every day. So are several of my friends. But at a certain point, they don't want to hear it anymore. And that's perfectly okay. And that's perfectly normal. 
Um, but I also wanted someone who wasn't also grieving the loss of my dad. You know, I know my husband wasn't as close to my dad as I am to his parents, but that's still his father-in-law. That's still someone who's been in his life for 17 years. And I wanted someone I could just fall apart to. And to be perfectly honest, my therapist on more than one occasion has given me permission to do things that I should really give myself permission for. Or my husband has said, you know, you can still do this. Like I refer to it as my dad's house or Opa's house. And I laughed at my last therapy session. She's like, you know, you can still call it that. That's okay. It's always going to be your dad's house. And my husband said the exact same words, but it just hit different coming from basically a stranger. And so having that permission to just do it like something that ultimately like who would tell me I'm not allowed to like it's not like it's a rule you know it's just these dumb I don't know this dumb structure we put ourselves inside of that we can't do this or that when who's to say we can or can't you know whose rule you know like who's going to enforce that you can't call it your dad's house surely not anybody I care to hear from but um it's been a it's been a long couple of months because of that um I've tried my best to be there for my, you know, my parents before my dad passed, but being in another state made it really tricky to really do anything other than call, (laughs) call and check in with them and, you know, whatever, but it just, it's hard from far away, but I did the best that I could. And I know he knows that. And I know my stepmom knows that. And she's, we've talked about it and she's, she's doing good, but, um, I, the biggest thing is just I really wanted to share that I allowed myself to cry when I needed to and I know the very first episode that we did I'm pretty sure it was the very first one it might be the second or third either way one of our earliest episodes was permission to cry and I think that's so funny because even as something I've truly believe in is giving yourself time to cry I wasn't doing that with my mom and that's probably where I learned it but you know not to learned not letting myself cry I can't even remember anymore it's I feel like I can't remember anything past yesterday but um I this is the first time I've lost someone this close to me where I've allowed myself to just fall apart when I need it the biggest benefit is that I work remote and so being able to work from home means I can cry whenever I want to and no one's gonna see me um but it's still I have a lot of things working in my favor you know like I said that not everybody has access to or has the same situation. Um, Not everybody has the support system that I've got. And I recognize that I'm blessed that way. Um, But there's more that's happened this summer. This is about the extent that I could probably emotionally handle at the moment sharing so that I don't fall apart. Um, All is well in our family. We've just had some obstacles we've had to overcome this summer. But you know, we are stronger for it. Um, I'm sad that Ashley didn't get to join me today. Um, but funny enough, because I spent six days away from my family, I, not that my husband couldn't handle my kids by himself for, you know, a night or two. Um, I've just never taken the time to leave the kids for anything fun or um, something I wanted to do. Of course, I wanted to see my dad, but there was just no question of do I or don't I. It was my dad and my stepmom need support. I'm going, period. And, you know, he was obviously on board with that. But this past weekend, um, I had my very first 
adult sleepover. I spent the night at Ashley's house. Um, we went to dinner and we just kind of hung out and talked and just, I slept eight hours straight in a bed by myself with no kids, no pets, no noises I had to listen for. And it was amazing. And funny enough, we got together with the intention of recording some episodes, but we just got caught up in friendship and laughter and fun and just being together in the moment that it was just like, we'll get to it eventually. We'll get to it eventually. Um, But I am so lucky to have a friend who I feel like just goes out of her way for me on a regular basis. And um, I'm so lucky to do this podcast with her and can't wait for us to finally get together again. Of course, it's the busiest time of year. You know, it's mid-October, November, December, everybody's traveling and there's holiday things. So hopefully we'll be able to get together soon. But thank you for listening in. The takeaways are give yourself time to cry. Give yourself time to do those ugly cries. You are allowed to cry. You are allowed to do anything you want to do, believe it or not. I mean, of course, there are some rules that are enforced, like laws and things like that. But give yourself permission to do whatever it is that you need in that moment, whether it's sleeping, eating, drinking some water, going for a walk, getting outside. That ugly cry, give yourself permission to do the things your body needs. So... Thanks for joining, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would appreciate having you here. If you could take a minute to rate and review us wherever you listen, we would, I said appreciate already, but we would. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and we'd also love to hear from you. If you have a comment on a topic that was discussed or have a topic you would like to hear us discuss on We're Off Topic, please email us at we'reofftopic at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram. We post occasionally. (laughs) We we post. We post there. But we'd like it if you uh, followed us there, too. But thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs)